We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski here on this uh, Monday. It's December the 12th, about 2.09 p.m. It's important to note that on a day like today because obviously there's most everyone in our world, whether it's media or coaches or uh, whatnot, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Mississippi State, more specifically with uh, Mike Leach's family. Um with Coach Leach himself, uh, those of us who have ever met Mike, who uh, obviously know Mike a lot better than I do, but I knew him a little bit. We'd had several conversations over the years. I always enjoyed talking to him, enjoy talking to him. Um, it, it, it is not sounding good. He had what appears to be a, uh, a heart episode of some sort on Sunday at his home in um, Startville. It's my understanding that they didn't get – no one knew about it. He was alone at the time, and um, there was a period of time where he went uncared for. No one's fault. It happened, life happens. And uh, they, they got him to the air, hospital in Starkville, life-flighted him, air-flighted him, whatever the case may be, to Jackson. He's there now. Steve Robertson, who covers Mississippi State, and uh, – is as informed with that program as anyone that I know, obviously, uh, posted earlier today, Monday, that uh, things did not look good, that he had they had essentially shifted to hospice care. Uh, late yesterday, Robbie Falk, who also covers that program extremely well, said that Mike needed a miracle. I heard something yesterday. I posted it on rebelgrove.com, not really as a report, but just, hey, here's what I heard. Had some people push back, not – let me rephrase that. No one of significance pushed back. People like you owe the family privacy. I wasn't trying to violate the family's privacy. I was just, look, he's a public figure. And so, you know, you, you write what you 
what you know, I was certainly certainly wasn't trying to be disrespectful in any shape, form, or fashion. I, I like Mike a bunch. Even if I didn't like Mike, I wouldn't uh, be disrespectful. But I like Mike Leach a lot. And the interactions that I've had with him over the course of my career have always been positive. And um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Tyler. But I'll just say that I wish he and I wish him a miracle. And in the absence of said miracle, I wish nothing but uh, peace and love and uh, for his family. He's kind of one of those guys that never for, never forgot where he came from kind of guy that was always nice to everyone, no matter if you were – remember, I met him very briefly one time at a convention, um, and I was a young coach. Um, and he didn't – you know, when you go to a convention when you're a young coach, uh, a lot of – you get big-timed a lot by some people, you know. Like oh, sure. You know, um, and he wasn't like that. I've only met two coaches, I guess. Rick Stockstill was the head coach at – Rick Stockstill was the head coach at – sad day for, to, for a human. I mean, he's just a good human. Um, you know, and it puts things in perspective for sure. And, uh, but I, I'm with you. Um, I wish, you know, his, his family, you know, the Mississippi State Athletic Department family, everybody that, that's, uh, that's going to be affected by this. Uh, thoughts and prayers. It's a, it's a sad day. It, it is. Um, we, were at, we talked about this on the Oxford Exxon podcast. I can't remember the last time that a sitting college Coach, and again, we're not, we're not, we're not jumping the gun here. We're we're hoping for a miracle until there is no room to hope for a miracle. But we're approaching that point, I suspect. And there's been junior college coaches, there's been you know lower level coaches. Obviously, not one of this. Uh, they got this much publicity, and, and you know, I guess not publicity, not the right word, of uh, cloud or people's media was. Um, it's just. Talking actually, Bob, uh, good friend Bob uh, from uh, Monster Energy earlier, we were talking that you know, the older you get, you used to think 61 was old, and the older you get, you realize that it's really not that old. Um, no. Absolutely. Again, our thoughts and prayers to them, to uh, the people at Mississippi State, to his players, to his assistant coaches, to his staff, to uh, everybody there. Um, all the things that are going on, and then um, this happens, and not that you need perspective, but perspective. Um, our, our thoughts and prayers, to again, to Mike, to Mike's family. I know his wife is with him. Um, I knew as of last night, Two of his four children were with him. I, I have heard that they're all there now. I certainly hope that to be the case. But, um, yeah, our, there's nothing more you can say. There are no words. Just thoughts and prayers with them and um, wish them peace and love at this what is very difficult time. Uh, I should have said this at the beginning. Uh, there is no easy 
transition out of stuff like that. No sweat segue. Uh, but we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce this name. Ken Namatololo. Uh, fired at Navy. They lose to Army one time, and he's like, that's it. See ya. I was gone. I I saw parts of it at the um, – so Carson had a game in, in Clinton. They played the defending state champs in Clinton at – supposed to start at 1. It started a little after 1. By the time we got to uh, the walk-ons in Ridgeland, walk-on Sports Bistro, we went to uh, walk-ons in Ridgeland because Carson's second game was in Ridgeland. So they had – we left him, drove to Ridgeland – by the time we got there, that game was starting the fourth quarter, and we got a bite to eat and had a couple of beers, and then, but we left before the overtime. So I didn't see, I didn't see the overtime. Well, I saw that it was there was not much passing to put it that way. Someone said this is this is football. If you went back in time. Uh, by the way, I need to get you a shirt from Coach Nuke. Uh, Coach Nuke with Army. He sent me one. I got one. He sent me one. Remember? Yeah, he, he sent you another one. He sent oh, you one. That, another one. Another one, the, another one the, the Beat Navy shirt. Oh. And he sent me a beanie, a very warm, very nice beanie that I will be one of the one of the several beanies that I will be taking with me on uh, on this trip. But uh, no, he sent. Uh, he has told me in the past that he, he's going to get me there. So I'd love to. On, people actually talk about what game do you want to go see. I mean, I've covered the Iron Bowl. I've obviously covered the Egg Bowl. I've been to the Texas-Oklahoma game. Um, I've always wanted to go to Bedlam. That game's about to die. So if I'm going to see Bedlam, I better, I better hustle to Stillwater next year. Um, I'm trying to think. The other games that I'd really like to see, I'd love to go to Notre Dame-Michigan. I'd love to go to uh, uh, Michigan-Ohio State. But I think above all of those, I'd love to go to Army Navy. I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to go. Obviously, couldn't. Um, but now that I'm doing what I'm doing, I think that's something that I want to do. And I'm going to do that. So, um, but no, he, man, he's uh, Ken's been there. <laughs> Leif asked how many beers Carson had. Um, Car- Carson did not have any beers. His mother and I did. Carson stayed with his team. We didn't. We've hit the point. Carson takes the bus with his team down to the game. He took his bus with his team between games, and I I did not want to be around Carson after the Clinton game, and so I needed to because of him. They lost one to nothing to Clinton in a game that they played really really well against the defending state champs. Only two starters lost off their team a year ago. It was a great atmosphere. Credit to Clinton people at Clinton High School. Clinton High School, a soccer game, felt as much like a high school football game as any high school soccer game I've been to. Kudos to them. I mean, they, great job from a atmosphere standpoint, from a program standpoint, from the way they did their scoreboard, the way they introduced their players before the game. All that stuff was really cool, so kudos to them. But Carson was pissed off. Because, I, yeah, I think, he had, I think he felt like they had outplayed Clinton 
and could have won the game or certainly should have drawn the game, and they didn't. So he was in a foul mood, so we got the hell away from him. And we went to Ridgeland, and then we went back. We went to Ridgeland High School after we ran a couple errands and stuff to go to their game against Ridgeland that night, which they won, thank God, because he rode back with us. Made for a much better drive that they had beaten Ridgeland. They beat Ridgeland 4-1 to one on Saturday night. So we got back to Oxford about 11.30. It was, it, was, it was a day. Yeah, so Saturday, I'll, I'll touch briefly because I saw somebody mention it. Chris Barnes mentioned it in the chat. Um, I know you didn't watch it, but like I do every month, I watch the UFC pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, great. We're building up the great card as far as fights and everything until the, the actual last two fights. Okay, so I've heard there was some controversial thing at the end. What happened? That's fine. So, Patty the Batty is the new, um, he's getting pushed uh, by the UFC to be the new guy, right? He, they're going to make, try to make him, uh, not the new Connor. I don't know if he ever gets, he's not that good. Uh, but anyway, long story short, it's his first step up in competition because he's been kicking the shit out of everybody. And he gets his ass kicked pretty much the whole fight. I mean, he had no answer. Or he was just getting the other guy just throwing a left hook, and he had no answer. He looked very immature in the ring, left his you know left his head, and never leave your chin open that sport. And he looked like a rookie out there, and he got his ass kicked. And then it was like 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. The winner by unanimous decision, Patty the Bat. And I'm like, whoa! Like it, it felt fixed. Fixed. It did. And I get it. Because I've been to the arena for these deals. I went to the UFC the pay-per-view in the summer. Mm-hmm. When you, everybody's pulling for Patty the Batty because he, he's, he's fun. He's fun to watch, right? Right. He's personality. He's everything. So it was, every time he jabbed a guy, it was like, but he got his ass kicked. And UFC, there's not a lot. That's what I like about UFC. It's very hard to, I mean, it's pretty obvious who wins the fight. Um, but he lost it. And then they have the the interim um, the interim title, the main event's a five round fight, and ends up in a split draw. A draw. So he ends up in a draw. One had one, one had the other. And what's my guy's name? I can't pronounce the rest of his name. What's my Hagalaya? Are you hot over there? Is your mic hot? I believe so. Um Ankalaya, he kicks these like he was getting his leg kicked. To where he, his legs were pretty bad. But he kicked the shit out of the other guy. Dominates the fight. Split draw. So now those two guys have, I mean, you work all your life to get a title shot. Neither one of you win it. So what do they do? They announce two new fighters fighting for us next month. So you lost your chance at the belt. Why not? It was an interim championship. Okay, because the champion got injured or whatever. And okay. And so, but those were the top two contenders? Oh, okay. Three and four. And they were going to let them do the interim and then fight, I guess, Glover maybe next. I don't yeah, Glover's fighting Jamal Hill. So Jamal Hill, Hill and Glover, Teixeira. Teixeira, am I saying that right? Or is it Texera? Glover Teixeira. Teixeira. Is he, is he related to Mark Teixeira? I do not believe so. Okay. I mean, I guess I could be wrong on that. But anyway, I, I just, it was, I really love this stuff. And it was a great card up until then. Great card. And then, um, 
was killing it. Wager wise, I didn't tell you this. Killing it. So my, I let my son. I'm glad I tell my wife this. She's probably not listening. I let my 15 year old. He watches everything. Like Aaron, if you're listening, turn it off right now. Yep. He, I guess, I, I guess I'm new to this. It's not, I'd say allegedly, or what's the, what's the appropriate? Uh, yeah, you have to say allegedly for now, or has been charged with. Yeah. But he's not, he's not been convicted, so we can't, we can't, he was arrested. we can't convict him of a crime that he has not been convicted of. Yes. He was arre- arrested for allegedly committing an assault on a, what is, I think they initially said family member. Yeah. I don't know whether that is a wife, whether that is a sibling. I, I don't know. That has not been specified into my knowledge. That has yet to be reported. Now, it very well may have been. I've been dealing with other things today. But um, there was a complaint filed about 12.15 last night or early in the morning on Monday morning. Yeah. The complaint was filed by a neighbor, and when the police arrived, the neighbor said that the altercation had ceased and that one of the people involved in the altercation had left the premises. That person was apparently found and questioned, and at that point, uh, Beard was arrested and charged with a third degree felony I believe is is accurate and as of late morning to my knowledge he had not bonded out which is interesting um well that would tell you that nobody wanted him out yet they wanted right um so you know I, I don't I don't know where that goes but my guess is that he has coached his last game as the head coach at the University of Texas for quite some time, if not for all time, given given the the the, the allegation. Of course. No, of course not. Well, it just also shows you that sometimes these people in the public eye, when all you see of them is on the sideline or on the court, whatever, you you see one thing. But a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes those people in their private lives, their house is not in order. The way that they're running their lives is not the way that they're running their program. And... And sometimes it's just the opposite. Sometimes some of the people who can't ever get their program in order 
you find out about their personal lives and you're like, wow, what a great guy. What a, what an amazing family man. What a great husband. It look, it's life's hard and it, it's, but just because somebody's a good coach, just because somebody knows X's and O's, just because somebody can out scheme, just because somebody can go recruit great players and put them on the floor and get them to play together, doesn't mean they're good people and vice versa. Sometimes just because somebody can't quite get it done on the court or on the on the field doesn't mean they're a bad dude. It just means that they don't have enough players or they, they didn't – the scheme has passed them by or whatever the case may be, right? I mean, you just – you have to separate the two. And I mean, Beard is um, – Beard's a hell of a basketball coach. He took Texas Tech to within an absolute eyelash of a national championship. But uh, – and has Texas on the on the on the jump, or had them on the jump? He's been suspended, I believe, by by Texas while they investigate. One would have to think that this would have to disappear in a way that no one anticipates it disappearing for for Chris Beard to return to coaching, and not even in today's political environment. In any political environment, he shouldn't coach. Well, there are a handful of candidates, but I can tell you one that I don't know what the odds are today, but when we're in Vegas, I'm probably going to put a few bucks on them on a prop bet. Um, <laughs> you can't count out Alabama as a national championship. You can't count out Kansas as a national championship team. Um, I don't think you can completely count out Houston, even though they they were good. Houston jumped on Alabama, and Alabama came roaring back, which speaks volumes about Alabama's team. Alabama's lost one game this season to Connecticut, and Connecticut's right there, baby. And then I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you one more that I'm interested in. Because once they get to the tournament, they're going to be one of the most talented teams. Now, they lost Trayvon Brazil, which I think is going to be the end in terms of a – I think it's going to hurt their title chances. But if you told me that young Arkansas team with Nick Smith Jr. and Walsh and Black and Ricky Council and they've got a handful of bigs, if you told me that team got the right draw and made it to the Final Four and was scary as hell in March, I'd buy it completely. Nick Smith Jr.? Nick Smith Jr. is going to be an absolute stud. In Kentucky. Don't count them out. Don't count them out. I know, I know. Some people do, though, and I'm like, stop. They're, they're really talented. UConn's loaded. They're loaded. They're really, really good. Jeffrey reports that the Braves have traded for A's catcher Sean Murphy. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm so pissed at the Cubs right now that I might start searching for a team and the Braves just make sense. The Braves just make sense. No, 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 no. I'm not, not doing that. No, I'm not pulling for the Cardinals. I would get out of the NL Central. I'm, oh, I'm thinking about it because Alex Anthopoulos 
listen, Alex, I don't know what they gave up. What, what, what they, can you might find the terms of the deal? Alex Anthopoulos does the best job of any GM with, I mean, look, any GM can go do what the Yankees do, what the Mets are doing, which is just, here's your money, go get it. And I listen to, hey, I have no problem with that. If you're the Yankees, you have all the money they have, you should go buy a team. Oh, I mean, I, I do wonder. It's like I said this the other day. Like Nolan Arenado could have opted out of his Cardinals deal. What would Nolan Arenado get in this market today? Thirty-two, thirty-three million a year. How about this? I would prefer Dansby Swanson pitch breaks because I can't. If they if they resign Dansby Swanson, he would probably be the second highest paid guy on the whole roster, and he's the eighth best player. Here's the only thing I'm gonna say about Swanson. I think Swan, here's my prediction on Dansby Swanson. I think he's going to the Dodgers. Good. Um, that said, he's a really good player. He's a really good player. He's, a, he's, he's as good a defensive shortstop as there is in the game. And everywhere he goes, from Vanderbilt to the Braves, everywhere he goes, whenever he goes there, they win. Dude win. And the other thing, Dansby Swanson. And he played in all he played in all 162, which makes me. Well, it makes me wonder if whoever gets him or if he stays with the Braves. If maybe this season they say, hey, you know what? I know you want to play every day because I think he grew up like worshiping Cal Ripken and all that stuff. I wonder if people look at him and go, hey, we're going to work 10 off days into your schedule. We're going to keep you a little fresher. It's like, I don't know. And he's a raw guy. I'm sure he's a great clubhouse guy. He is. He is. Everyone, everyone who's ever played with him worships him. Well, he's he's done. Yeah. I understand. Or spend it on Carlos Correa. Do you have the deal yet? Yeah. What did the Braves give up to get him? Okay. Sean Murphy's beyond good. Sean Murphy is, is an elite defensive player who's got Wilson Contreras' bat. See, that was the problem is Darno was a great offensive player for the Braves. He was, he was terrible defensively. Couldn't throw anybody out. Yeah. Out. Not only that, Darno's just an adequate receiver. Yeah. Murphy is elite. I'm going to tell you what he can do, though. He can hit fastball. We can do that. Travis Darno can hit. Anybody that wants to throw it as hard as they want to, he can do that. No, Travis Darno can hit. Can I just tell you though? I'm gonna stop on the. I'm gonna stop on my thing. I mean, I, this has put me in a bad mood this weekend. You're the Chicago Cubs, and the ownership says the blank. It, it, the checkbook's open. Carlos Correa is just 28. The whole 10 years was too long. Okay, I get it. Trey Turner's not going to be the Philly shortstop in 11 years. 
quit looking at the length of the contract. Look at the numbers. The length is just to lower your AAV from a tax threshold standpoint. If you're going to be a big market, act like one. Be a big market. You're not, you're not the Pittsburgh Pirates. You're not the Kansas City Royals. You're in Chicago. You have the highest. Your tickets are the most expensive in baseball. I'm not doing that. I'm not ready yet. But I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm going to be honest, totally serious. I'm thinking about it. I'm, they're about to lose me. They could. Prepare thyself. Well, that was what, that would be par from the course for me. Is I would become a Braves fan, and then two weeks later, they'd say we can't be the Braves anymore. It's a little sensitive. Okay. Issues that it's causing with coaches and, and staffs across the country. A little worse than I thought, probably, as far as the issues. As of this morning, it'd be 10 a.m. Actually, if y'all want to get real technical, it's 10.06 a.m. this morning. There were 1,246 FBS, which is not FCS, is obviously named that, but 1,246 FBS players um, in the portal. Here's the... Uh, here, here's some problems that's going around right now. First of all, signing day is as late as it's ever going to be right now. Signing day is on December the 21st. Like, how terrible is that? Like, it's too late. It's a week it's too late. Too, it's a week too late. It's the th- always going to be the third Wednesday in, in December. Um, obviously, the first Wednesday in December this year. Is it's actually the 22nd, right? 21st. Okay. Um, it's Wednesday the 21st. That's right. You're right. Really? Yeah. Um, in 20 whatever years I did it, I never was on a staff or when I was learning recruiting. So you have this rule that you have 56 official visits. Okay, that's what you're getting every year. But if you don't use them all, I think it's eight, I want to say 63 max. I have to go back and look. But if you don't use them all, you can push eight forward. So every year I actually went into it with like 60-something. But I never even came close. Never even came close to using all the official. Um, well, now, here's what happens. And this is why I always staff in this situation. Well, the NCAA goes back last year and they're, oh, you can now start doing visits in the summertime. So staff start recruiting, and let's say I'm recruiting Neil McCready. So I'm recruiting Neil McCready, and Neil, you got, you know, you're trying to decide between Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, whatever. I'm picking Auburn because I love Auburn, and I want all, all the Auburn people to know that Hey, I mean, you guys, you guys. Um, but we see, I'm an Auburn, I'm an Auburn homer. Mm. You just classify me in the crazy. Every fan base has the crazy. That is true. Okay, 
can't say Ole Miss fans because that's all inclusive. You can't say Mississippi State fans that's all inclusive. Okay. It's just everybody has creed. But here's the problem: is um, that Grind just said we fire a coach at all and gets all their ODs back. That's not true, Grind. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. So all of a sudden, now they've thrown out the 25 rule too. So it's not like you're recruiting 25 anymore. You could be recruiting unlimited. You could be recruiting 85. Correct. And so what happens is people have gone in the portal, and now they got 35, 40 spots left with like 20 visits to get their kids in. Oh, it's. I mean, I'm talking about you got schools. I'm not talking about one. I know for a fact there's five SEC schools that don't have enough visits left on how many spots. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to convince some kids to come sight unseen. That's, that's happening in this league. Yeah, of course. Okay, and it's happening outside this league as well. I know of, I know of at least three outside of the league that I know for a fact that have not enough uh, spots or not enough visits left. Because you have, what, 56 visits a year? Yeah. 
by the way, we're going to have another problem here in May when you got other guys who are leaving. we got to replace them. I'm trying to think who the teams are that you're hinting at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that one rhymes with Missouri. I don't would be one of my guesses. Because they, they do a heavy visits. They do visits a lot. Pretty much, look, I put like this. This doesn't have to be hard. Go back and look who brought in a bunch of kids in the summertime. Yeah. Every school that brought in a bunch of kids in the summertime is going to be a great school. So one that rhymes with Tennessee. Just any, any program, any program at all. Okay. brought in a bunch of kids in the summertime. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about at least seven to eight positions. Borda. I'm good. I'm good at rhymes. Kentucky. Mouth, Carolina. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, you go, you go down. You got this extra week of dates, you know, closer to Christmas with contact period, and now you got the bowl games creeping up. So they're having to practice for bowl games. Yep. They're having to recruit. But here's the kicker: instead of going out and recruiting Neil McCurdy, the high school kid or whatever, well, they're going to college campuses and recruiting kids for the portal. But more importantly. They're having to schedule head coaches and assistant coaches days. Like instead of going and seeing the kid, come on and see your own kid, Taylor, to keep them from going in the board. Ooh. That's happening everywhere. So they're losing days. Contact period is very short, right? Right. I mean, you know, in, in football, you get your couple weeks in December. Well, you get a couple weeks in December because it goes dead on the 19th or the tw- 18th. Unless you have kids in for official visits, and then they can stay till their time on Sunday. Okay, yeah, right, right. And in terms of visits, like official visits, it's this weekend. What about next weekend? It's just this weekend, and it's done. Okay. But because the bowls get started and all that stuff, right, right. Yeah, coaches at bowls are going to be spending all of the spare time meeting with the pl- current players' parents and stuff. Yeah. Now, I went through a little bit of this at Alabama, a little bit. Um, but it was more like, you know, Nick would go want to go see, you know, certain kids' parents, maybe one or two kids the whole year, would schedule a, a time that a kid was maybe going to go in the draft and he was going to talk to them about the NFL stuff. Yep. Yeah, before you do, I want to I mentioned walk-ons earlier. I want to tell you that Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads. I had the redfish on Saturday. It was excellent. I, I, I mean, I was like trying to go healthy 
And I was like, well, that sounds healthy. And I, I'll be honest, I ordered it with low expectations. I was blown away. It's really, really good. Uh, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. It's true. I can vouch. Uh, let walk-ons take care of your tailgating needs this season. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland or wherever your local uh, walk-ons is. Oh, here we go. We're going to make fun of the people who vote for the Heisman. We are. Here we go. I got a Heisman problem. Okay. First of all, I do want to say they got it right with Caleb Williams winning the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a TCU takeover on the poll on, uh, that we put out on uh, McCready and Siski's uh, Twitter. But uh, because my man uh, from TCU. Dugan. Dugan. No, from one of our, one of our listeners is, a, oh. is in the athletic department at TCU. Okay. So we retweeted it. And so a lot of TCU people voted on it. Got it. So, but here, here's the problem I got. Okay. I don't know when this happened, but I guess the prerequisite of winning the Heisman now is you have to play quarterback for a winning team and have to have one good game a year at the end that that's the prerequisite for the Dugan had more than one good game. He did. Dugan had more than one good game. The game that everybody's – about to say something really bad. The game that everybody's loving him for, he had at least 20 shitty throws. I mean, just terrible balls. But you know what he did? He was tough. He, he was. passionate. He was. And he let them back. He did. He had a chance to win the game. And he was running over people, and it's great. It also throwing the ocean it, from the beach. But it, it also came the night after Williams was bad in a bad loss. He was jacked up. People just didn't like it because he lost the game and he had his fingernails painted. Okay, that's why people wanted to hate him. And he was hurt. Still was better in that game than Dugan was on on Saturday. It's not even close. It also was because this this was the year that. Bryce Young and, and Alabama and Anderson didn't have the season that everyone hyped them to have. We all expected them to have. Bryce got hurt. Had Bryce not gotten hurt and Alabama won one of those two games or both of those games, Bryce probably wins it again. All right. Well, and, 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 and because the best team in the country, Georgia, their quarterback. Love him. Great kid. Shouldn't have been there. Right, but what I was going to say is because of all of these things, it created a weird voting environment. Okay, let's talk about the weird Because voting. I'm a voter, and it was a weird okay. year to vote. I want to know your vote. I have a suspicion I know your I vote. voted for Dugan. Can you say that now? I did. I voted, I voted for Dugan and then Caleb Williams second, and because the, my, the third place vote doesn't matter, I voted for Deuce Vaughn. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about this. And I love Deuce Vaughn. All right. I love everything about Deuce Vaughn. I love I love Deuce's dad, Chris. I love Deuce's mom, Marquette. They're fantastic people. I love them. Uh, they're, they're they're a great family, and he's a five foot five kid who kept thinking he would grow. And finally, a doctor looked at him and said, "You're not going to grow. Your growth plates are closed." And he said, "Okay, to hell with that. I'll just be the best damn running back in what the country." Most outstanding player. Best football player in college football. Right. Right. Best fucking football player, right? Okay. Here's how the Heisman. I should have voted for Vaughn first. 
nasty draft, okay, and you're starting a college football program wherever, and you got the number one pick, who the fuck are you voting for? Will Anderson. Okay. Then guess what? He should get your Heisman vote. Or I might vote for that linebacker at LSU. What's his name? Perkins? Harold Perkins. Perkins. Okay. I might so vote for him. You're starting your franchise with should get your number one. That's who should get first place. And that way, Will Anderson, if you're the guy, get the vote. Whoever it is. But here's where I, like, lost my shit. And I would have voted for C.J. Stroud for a long time, but I watched him in the Michigan uh, game, and I'm like, no, nah, you're not you're not the dude. Yeah. But here, here's where I lose my shit. And, and, and the Heisman Trophy people, if you're listening to this, you should take these people's votes away from them today. Okay, because I have the results here. Michael Penix Jr. from Washington received nine first-place votes. Like, in what world are we watching football that he's getting first-place votes? Uh, Pacific Northwest world. Take your vote. Get out of here. You're gone. How about this? And, again, good player. Blake Corum at Michigan, the running back. He's a really good player. He's a, he's a good player. Can't run out of sight in a day. They timed him. That's not true. That is so true. If I gave him 24 hours, he could run out of sight. No. You're being hyperbolic. I don't think so. He looks like, and look, he is a great player, but he's got the shortest strides ever. He gets caught on every run. He's running behind an offensive line that I swear to you, in my cowboy boots, I think that I could outrun him right now. No way. Seriously. Blake Corum would smoke your ass running. He probably would. He would just destroy you. Blake, if you're watching, we can make this happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Drake May finishes 10th. Okay. Legit player, though. Gets three. First place votes. Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, gets four first place votes. All right. He is good. All right. But let's go. Do you know who finishes sixth in the high school? Uh, Hendon Hooker. No. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Okay. Let me ask you a dead ass serious question. If you were starting your own college football team right now. Yep. Okay. Okay. Who are you going to pick? You know who they are. I already told you. I'd... You're going to start with a defensive player? With no more I'd pick? think about it. Okay. Well, he is good. Legit. Who would, I, no who would I take with my second pick? Well, Pro- probably. I'd probably take Bryce Young. Okay. 17 first place votes. The guy who won the Heisman Trophy last year. All right. Now, why is he, why is he finishing sixth with 17 first place votes? Because he underachieved in comparison to his preseason expectations. I'm just, listen, listen, I'm just telling you. Yeah. He didn't have the season that he had a year ago. Because a year ago, they went went 12-1 and and he won the SEC. But this is the way it is. It's just, this is is how it is. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Two things. One, everybody's human. Number two, the people that vote for this, for the most part, are distracted most of the year because they cover one team. Or three, you have former coaches. And don't give me the speech about former coaches being the experts. Give me an effing break. Shut the F up. I've watched Rick Neuheisel and Houston Nutt every week on TV. Stop. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Don't, no, 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 no. You want to set me off? There we go. Don't don't tell me that they know more than half the guys in the media. No, it's bullshit. It look at the end of the day. At the end of the day, doing the Heisman thing, it's almost impossible. All right, what about Hendon Hooker though? Why is he finishing fifth? Because their last two games, they got blown out by South Carolina in the game that he got hurt, and then he didn't play against Vanderbilt. 
and so he falls off the radar. Why, seriously, why did Bryce Young not do it? Because A, Bama went 10-2, and two, and B, he missed some games. Because mm-hmm. his team won. But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you that, it, A, it's not that big of a deal. And, B, eight gazillion people vote for the thing. It's got, like, what did it have, 1,500 votes? Uh, I don't know how that's I mean, it's a ton of votes. How many first-place votes did Caleb Williams have? 544. How many did Dugan have? 188. So, that's, you're already at 700. Yeah, I mean, so it's 900 voters or whatever. There's not 900 people who are truly college football experts. There probably aren't 10. Yeah, but how does – I'm still – In seriousness, like, I could go to a current coach. I could walk into Kirby Smart's office right now and go, tell me the top 15 players in the game. And he'd be like, man, I I don't know. First of all, I'm not saying coaches should be doing it. I'm just saying when you vote Michael Penix Jr. first, you should have a vote. That's what I'm saying. And I don't disagree with that, but it doesn't – my point is, is at the end of the day – at, but at the end of the day, who won? The guy that probably should have won. Who wins most years? The guy that probably should have won. Last year, Bryce Young won, and he should have won it. You could argue for Anderson, but they're, they're, we're going to vote quarterbacks till we're purple right, in the face so because the play. sport has become a quarterback sport. All right. Next year, Caleb Williams will be a Guinness or a Right. He's going to put up phenomenal numbers. And the only way he'll win it next year is if they go undefeated. Is if they – if, if he matches or surpasses the preseason expectations for them, whatever that ends up being. So if they start out preseason number four and they don't make the playoff, he probably won't win it. Is that fair? I don't know. Are we really at this point – how old are you? 45. Yeah, are we really going to debate fairness for four, at 45? I'll tell you who should have won the damn Heisman. Somebody at Eastern Michigan. That's who should have won the Heisman. And had my hey, had I had my vote now, Eastern Michigan, you'd have gotten it. I'd have just gone one, two, three. I'd have picked like I'd have called, you know what I'd have done? I would have called the coaching staff at Eastern Michigan. I would have said rank your players one through three. And whatever consensus they had, that's would have been my ballot. Ramirez would have won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And how deserving. How deserving. Where was he, how did he finish in the voting? Uh, he didn't get on there. It's a damn – that is total – that is horseshit right there. Absolutely. It's official. Um, I'm, I'm part of the Eastern Michigan Eagles family. Um, the relationship is, is official. My, there, there's a collection of stuff. They even were nice enough. I mean, I told them, they were like, should we send some stuff to the rest of your guys? I'm like, yeah, Cole's a great dude. And um, so they sent some stuff to Cole, and they kept saying, what about Tyler? And I'm like, who? What? what? And they're like, what size does Tyler wear? And I went, I went 4X. Did you tell them whatever fits over that warm-ass jacket I wear? I said, he needs a 4X. And they're like, is he that big? I'm like, yeah, he's huge. And and they're like, what about, what about Cole? And I said, Cole probably needs like a medium or a large because Cole's really fit, takes good care of himself. And they kept saying, well, what about Tyler? I'm like, why do you keep asking about him? 
Um, so Cole and I uh, possibly will have uh, sideline passes. Um, they told me, hey, look, whatever you need to do, however close you need to get to the uh, heater, you matter to us. You're special, and you do what you need to do. And uh, I said, hey, I just don't, I don't want to get in the way. And like, oh, no, you won't be in the way. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to meeting some of the guys. We're going to get to Boise on uh, a week from today. And if uh, we get – Yep. I know. That's what I said. We're, we're, I know. We're, and we're going to go, hopefully, perhaps. I know we're doing a show in Boise on a week from today. Hopefully, we're going to get some of the uh, Eastern Michigan people on because you know who we're playing, right? We're playing the team that I hate more than any team on the face of God's planet. I hate San Jose State. Like, for me, for me, when I see San Jose State, all I see is STL, like on a big red cap right there. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want that. I, we're going to – we're like a three-and-a-half-point dog. This is the easy money lock of the damn millennium is what this is. This is the lock of the millennium. Take Eastern Michigan. Take the three-and-a-half. I don't know what the over-under is, but take the over because we're doing it by ourselves. It's going to be an absolute damn beatdown in Boise. When this is over – this is not going to be known as the Potato Bowl anymore. No one's going to call this the famous potato, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's too many damn words. Beat down in Boise. One week from tomorrow. We're going to celebrate with the team. You're not. Tyler and I are. I mean, Cole and I are. We're going to go celebrate with the team. No, it's not personal. No, it's not personal. I, I, we just, they, they don't want you there. And uh, they told me that. They, they said, we, don't, we really don't want Tyler there. And I'm like, well, don't send, we're, we're sending him a shirt because we feel sorry for him. And I'm like, I get it. But just take care of me and Cole. And they're like, well, you're part of, the, part of Eagle Nation now. And I said, damn right. Saturday. Saturday excuse me. So probably fairly early Saturday. Well, our time out here, I think it's going to be like in the morning. Okay. Because um, what time's that game? The game is at 1.30. Oh, it's 1.30 Vegas time? Yes. Yeah, so really? But it's 1.30. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure. I'll... No, that's right. That's right. And then we're doing the uh, – we're going to do an NFL show on – we may have a special guest on Saturday. Okay, cool. Absolutely. We may or may not have a special guest. Sunday, we're going to do, we'll do an NFL show. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to the Raiders-Pats game, Boy. which is, one of, which is uh, 3 o'clock local time, 1 o'clock Vegas time. So it's the 3 Yeah, it's the it'll be 1 o'clock local time in Vegas. Vegas. But it's, it's the 3 o'clock window central time, 4 o'clock Eastern. Eastern right, right. So we'll do a show that morning yep. previewing the NFL slate. Yep. And you know what else is Sunday? And don't don't you do it? You but you you're already in the doghouse. It's the World Cup final, and it's got a chance to be a special final. We we will absolutely. Yes, I'm exactly telling you. I'm, we're going to be somewhere watching it. If especially like it could be France. 
It could be France and Argentina. Is this Sunday morning? Sunday morning. Yeah. Out, out, out there, it'll be 7 a.m. Oh, I mean, it could be France and Argentina. Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi? You don't know who Messi is? No. You don't even know who he is? No. You don't know who Kylian Mbappe is? And if it's Morocco, like someone says Morocco versus Croatia, if it's Morocco, it's the first it, – it already, already it's the first African team to get this far. Yeah, we're in the semis. We're down to four. Uh, no, we, we, we didn't make it. But, no, in all seriousness, the quarterfinal matches were just absolutely – they were – I mean, they were incredible. I mean, put, put that straight into my veins. It was fantastic soccer. Like, the England-France game was – it was – it was riv- it was riveting. All right, so I have the address, by the way, of what we're, where we're going to be doing the show in Boise. All right, so uh, Bob and Ryan, uh, the guys at Monster, got us hooked up. We're going to be doing the show mm-hmm. on the Albertsons. That's like two blocks from the stadium. Yep. But not just at the Albertsons. This is the coolest grocery store ever. There is a bar inside of the grocery store. See, I've, I've had people telling me, Neil, you're going to really like Boise. And everything I hear, I'm like, yeah, I like that. It's, it's, uh, I, got, I had the name. I'll get the name before we get out there. But we need to get Eagle Nation to join us for live show. We do. Hey, Eagle Nation. Hopefully, I, my stuff will be here by then. I'll be decked out in Eagle Green. Can't wait. We'll do a show that Monday. I might even wear the helmet if they send me a helmet. I might do a show wearing the helmet. Is it called Broadway on the Rocks? No. 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 I heard of that place, though. We'll make sure. But hey, I, but, and here's the deal. But if that if that's not the right one, when we leave this place, we, we'll go to we'll go to Talon Tap and Spirits. That's Isaac. Yeah. Uh huh. Not really dressed up. I'll I'll be showing the proper amount of respect to the future famous potato bowl. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh oh yes. Oh, we're gonna make sure you're cold. Blah blah blah. (laughs) Total disrespect. How much time we got? Um, yeah, probably we're, we're good. Um, I didn't watch a lot, but I saw, so let's see, I saw, um, good bit of Bengals Browns. I watched some of Cowboys Texans. Um, I watched some of the Niners game until Debo Samuel got hurt and I was like, oh, that sucks. Um, how in the hell, like I was expecting him to be like done for the year. Yeah. I think it's a high angle sprain. It's unbelievable. Now they got a tough road to hoe, 
Oh, I know. Are six and seven, and you got Washington at seven and five and one, and the Giants seven five and one that are playing again this weekend. One of them's got to lose. The, you know, Detroit's got the Jets, which is a winnable game. Um, Detroit's quietly like putting it together a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot of it. What do you? I mean, I Dan Campbell's done a Dan Campbell's done a great job. Uh, they're getting really solid quarterback play. Not great, not elite, but solid quarterback play out of Jared Goff. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is an impact player, a defensive end. They play with the toughness throughout their kind of team. Um, right now they're playing with confidence because they're winning games. And they're, they're really good. They're, and, hey, they're in, a, they're in a division that's not very good and – I don't think anybody wants to run into them in the in the postseason. Well, the way the NFC is working out with the seed and everything, you got Philadelphia's uh, in first from twelve and one, and they're going to be in first. They got they got a squad. I don't think anybody's catching those guys. Uh, Minnesota's fading a little bit. They're they're the worst ten and three football team ever. Um, I mean, they got throttled yesterday. Um, San Francisco, which we talked about, they got to set up to do some run if they can stay healthy. Um, they didn't see the big with Purdy, which I didn't think they were because of the way they use the quarterback. All right. Here's the other one. So sitting here, the four seed is going to be whoever the fourth seed. That's the only thing I hate about the NFL. It's going to be the NFC South team. Right. Well, you got Tampa Bay at six and seven. You know who's quietly coming out of nowhere? Yeah, Carolina. The freaking Carolina Panthers. Because they're five and eight now. Yeah. At five and eight. Now they got a tough road to hoe too. All right. They got Pittsburgh. Big game for them this weekend. They're hosting Pittsburgh, which is a winnable game, but that's all you can ask for. And you got Tampa that's got to play Cincinnati. Right. I'm about to pull up the NFL slate for this week because I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, I got it. Oh, well, that's good. That's what I was Saturday nights. Saturday night we got an NFL game too. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, we got Saturday uh, NFL. All right, here we go. NFL. So what's our plan? Are we just gonna like go find sports sports books and sports bars and just watch stuff, or what are we doing? Are we going? What what's our plan? I mean, <laughs> well, well, if my wife is listening, I'm going to get off the plane and I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. Did you ever buy your Luke Bryan concert to tickets? No. Do you know how much? All right, I'm going to lose my man card here. And I really don't no, I, I'm going to vouch with you here. Okay. I'm going to lose my man card. No, you're not going to lose your man card because I'm, I'm with you completely. Since the games got moved, mm -hmm. okay, they're both day games. We're going to have evenings free. And so I was looking at concerts and things like that to go to. So Adele, I'm an Adele fan. She's amazing. Okay, I'm an Adele fan. Like uh, one of the very few. I mean, I one of my pet peeves in life is the whole you're 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 effeminate if you like certain things. That is absolutely. Well, don't hit me with the Taylor Swift stuff. But besides that, I, you, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's fine to like what you like, right? Like it's the whole deal. Like if a guy wears a pink shirt, he's something's wrong with him. I'm like, oh, stop. It's a pink shirt. I should have made that a pink shirt. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, I would have worn it. It's fine. All right, I'm going to pull this up, Neil. What do you think Adele, to get in the Adele show on uh, Saturday night, okay? Uh, four hundred. I'm talking about the cheapest. The get-in price? I'm talking about get-in. This is, I'll go ahead and tell where you. Is the, where's the, where's the. Station 405. Where's the, is it at a stadium or in one of the hotels? It's Is this where the, the hockey team plays? No, it's right next to it, though. Okay. Uh, I would guess 
I would guess the I would guess the get in price for Adele is five hundred dollars. Okay. And the rappers. Cheapest you're getting in is $1,095. Whoa, really? Yes. Well, it tells you, how, that tells you that you're not alone in, in respecting her incredible ability. Now, if you want to get a good seat, like Section 103 by the orchestra, that'll run you a smooth $3,800. Get you some of that. Wow. Adele, I love you. Will not be seeing you in concert this week. Wow, that's incredible. And What's the get, what's the get in price for the hockey game? Do you know? Fifty three dollars. <laughs> that ain't bad. That could happen. Who are they playing? Have you ever sat at a hockey game on the glass, dude? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this: if you ever go to an NHL game and sit on the glass. You will have a different respect for the for the NHL. You're, you're like, whoa, because those cats are different. Yeah. No. Well, you might. It might be worth it for you to go to an NHL game in person. It it, it it's game. Those dudes are a. They're bigger than you think they are, and b. They're so much faster. Then you at, at that level they are they they skate so fast like I, I don't know how they don't kill each other. Okay. So the Saturday, oh, there's three games Saturday. There's Colts Vikings, Minnesota minus four. The afternoon game is uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland a two and a half point favorite. Then the uh, the night game. Oh, it's a pretty interesting game because the Dolphins have looked kind of shaky the last couple of weeks. Dolphins at the Bills. Bi- yeah, Bills minus seven and a half. And then the Sunday, the early games, this will be the awesome part about being out there. NFL kicks off at 10 a.m. Uh, Eagles at Bears. Lions at Jets. That's a good game. That's a good game. Jets are, Jets are solid. I would have, I would have thought, I would have thought, man, are you crazy? Uh, Dallas is at Jacksonville. Kansas City is at Houston. No, no, no. Uh, Pittsburgh's at Carolina. Uh, Panthers could win that game. Should win that game. Falcons at Saints. If you told me that would be a dog game, I wouldn't have believed you. We're going to see Patriots and Ravens. The Patriots, uh, Patriots, a one-point dog. Uh, Arizona is at Denver. Cincinnati's at Tampa. It's an interesting game. I love Cincinnati. Boy, they're playing right now. Titans at the Chargers. Giants at the Commanders. And then the Sunday – the that's the Sunday night game. is uh, NFC East, the Giants, four-and-a-half-point dog. And then the Monday night game will be in Boise on Monday night. It's Rams at Packers. The uh, Packers a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Before the season, you would have said, ooh, that's going to be a really good Monday night game. And now you're like, Really? Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders, I've never seen a game more dominated by a team for 57 minutes and then Baker put it together for two drives. Yep. Yep. Um, Tonight, before we get out of here, last thing, tonight we got the Cardinals, okay, hosting the Patriots. Yeah. 
win for both. Because I think if the if they can win this one, who is they? The uh, Cardinals. Okay. They're not terrible. No, they're not terrible. They can find that they have to, they have to uh, they may have to run the table, but they gotta they gotta go get it. I got I'm going to Patriots are favored by two and a half. Mm-hmm. A little dinged up. Damon Harris is doubtful tonight. I just never bet on Cardinals ever. Okay, I'll just take whoever's playing the Cardinals. Regardless. Anything. I don't cheer for Louisville. I don't cheer for Ball State. Since they got D hop back though, they've been solid. I mean they just lost some momentum, but it is what it is. So that's all I got, homie. All right, we will uh I think the tentative plan is on Thursday. We'll either do this again one more time to test some things. Probably that's what we should do. We'll probably test equipment again on, on Thursday, try to get ready to go, and then of course we're leaving on uh, Friday. And uh, as Tyler said, we'll have shows to you on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I guess Tuesday morning. We'll do something Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, and then uh, we'll take a little take a little break after we get back. So uh, for Tyler, I'm Neil. For Cole, Cole, thanks for helping. Portal's hot. Portal's hot. Uh, we'll be back uh, again on Thursday. So thanks again to the people at Rain for making this show possible, for making our trip possible. Don't forget John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated. If you're thinking about booking a trip, you can do it just like we did. Give him some, um, give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll take care of you. It's Edwards at regencytravel.net. So until Thursday, take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.